oh, and Untouchable, the those two episodes just right. were just were just filler, and it just seemed like the that the writing team and production team just hit a creative like wall. Like, where do we go? Right. Um, but these two episodes were 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 kick ass episodes that really got back to uh, sort of the what what made us like the Flash. I mean, it had the necessary, you know, it actually had some stakes. Right. That, um, you know, as far as, um, obviously the overarching huge stake as far as trying to save ours and change the future. But even at the, at the, at, at the micro level, um, of very, um, you know, just trying to, uh, at least in the, the tackle Gorilla City, uh, save his friends, mm-hmm. and um, and then when we get to attack on Central City, of course, saving the city itself. And and the great thing about Grodd, I think, not only in the comics but also the show has captured this as well, is he really is one step ahead of the team of Team Flash. He's so smart. He is a smart. <laughs> this this damn dirty ape is definitely uh, not one to be trifled with. Oh my god, I just thought about something. <laughs> no, I hate I hate when I have these moments and I'm just like, why didn't I recall that connection before? And I just realized that Tom Felton, who plays Julian, mm-hmm. he was in the I always get them confused, guys. The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That was the first one of the this new trilogy mm-hmm. that has come out. I think with, you're. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So he was in Rise. The most recent one was Dawn, mm-hmm. and now this summer we're gonna watch The War. But he and and I'm just like, man, all of those references in that first episode, I can appreciate appreciate that much more because he yeah. kept saying like, we're gonna go to the Planet of the Apes. Yep. <laughs> he has been there. He has been to the Planet of the Apes. And he, he died, was... I believe. <laughs> Indiana Indiana Jones much? <laughs> right. Yeah. He had Tom Felton. They used in that episode. Perfectly. They, I mean, all of the stuff with Caitlin was great. Then he t- he got taken away. Yes. I see, mean, I, I'm thinking his disappearance and Savitar and the uh, had is more to it than we think. Ooh, now we're talking real conspiracies. Yes. What yes. Do you think there's more could, to it. Well, well, or because I mean, is it was. Before Barry and Julian's relationship thawed, no, no pun intended, but killer frog nice. or anything. Nice, I got uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wasn't he estranged from his family, if I recall? Yes, because of that whole money situation, yes. which sounds really weird, but it but it's kind of true. <laughs> so all of a sudden now he's like gone off to London to be with mom and dad. Um, with mom. And everything's all great again. And he's hanging out with family. I just, I don't know. It's just too convenient. And maybe I'm okay. reading too, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But no, no, no. Let's stay on or, track. Let's stay on track. Yeah, yeah. I think now that you brought it up, a very good point. But I'm just gonna elaborate on it a little bit more. What if he's he is like the most world-renowned researcher when it comes to metahumans. True. Because there was that great episode in the first half of the season where him and Barry have that exchange. Like, why do you hate metahumans so much? Well, because they wiped me out of existence. I no longer mattered because I'm not that gifted. Right. So if he really does have these feelings for Caitlin and he really does want to save her, like, it's almost... If he can save her, he redeems himself. It's that kind of redemption playing out. Yeah. So he could be off trying to find a cure for Caitlin, and he may come back in an episode or two with said cure, which leads to her becoming Killer Frost again. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's, again, why we're kind of a little bit like, guys, get to the meat of the story, because this season, it always goes back to that that cloud hanging over Caitlin's head right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, when is she going to turn? How is she going to turn? What's going to happen? Because we got to see it. And so I feel like the writers made a good call and kind of putting Iris at the center and trying to make it more about her and her struggle and that damsel yeah. when really all we can see is Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when is it? Yes. When are you going to go full on? And they keep dropping, you know, considering how dangerous it's supposed to be for her to use her powers. She uses them like every single episode. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like <laughs> guys, you just keep dropping these little morsels, dropping these little little pieces of ice, you know, each episode, and yeah, we're just we're just waiting for her to go full on Killer Frost. Yeah, I'm like, well, Caitlin, we don't want you to turn evil. However, yeah. you're the only one who can save Iris right now. Exactly, and that's <laughs> yep. You know what? Grodd doesn't know you have these powers, so we're going to make you use, use them. them. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> she really is this MacGuffin, like just this ex machina where they're just like, ma'am, well, we have Caitlyn, so we're going to use her. Yep, yep. <laughs> which, yeah, which, you know, it, you know, I'm okay with that because, honestly, her arc had pretty much, you know, after Zolomon last season, it, yeah. it, you know, I'm glad they're taking her off on this path rather than, uh, you know, the same old pine, pine it over Ronnie, pine it over Zolomon. Um, mm-hmm. and then, well, you know, and she's, you know, and I guess in uh, Attack on Central City, she made it very clear that, at least in her eyes, she has some, she has friends owned. Julian. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually kind of buy. Yeah. I kind of buy that Caitlyn at this point kind of herself feels like a black widow. And yeah. she's she's not interested. She's too many heartbreaks that are recent. It's like yeah. bam and then bam. Oh yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I hope they keep it that way. I mean I was I agree with you. I think it was it was totally appropriate. Till felt totally in sync with her character this year and just all the heartache that she's gone through and just trying to just keep it together for, you know, from going full killer frost to, right. to just, you know, focus on, you know, focus on herself and, and, and not get all entangled with another relationship. Now, now Julian, he, you know, clearly I think he has a, a Many conflicting emotions going on. I do think he is obviously attracted to Caitlyn, but I also think he is, um, he has this, uh, protective uh, vibe with her too, as far as <laughs> trying to keep her from becoming Killer Frost. Sorry. He's you... a savior. Yeah. Savior. Yeah. Savior. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total savior complex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, something that I I was thinking about, because before we got on the call, I was kind of re-watching the episodes quickly, yeah. speeding through some parts. Yep, me too. Um, and I'm going to jump right to the end of Attack on Central City. Okay. Barry Myers, wedding bells oh, are ringing. I'm dead. I was... I'm dead. I was like... <laughs> I have to admit it. I yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I have, have to props to Barry. He manned up. He did. He did. Wait, what? What did Iris say in the previous episode? You gotta lock it down. You gotta lock it down. <laughs> you she gotta said, lock it down. You gotta lock it down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He locked <laughs> Barry. Barry locked it down, and and you heard his, the screams of Snowberry. I will. <laughs> of me, yeah. You did. It wasn't screams. It was only one. It was very loud, and yeah. I could hear it all the way in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why I brought it up is because while you were screaming and 
and doing your fangirling, I was thinking, okay, well, this kind of brings me back to Killer Frost, and there's that great moment in the Killer Frost episode, episode seven of the season, where they lock her up, Mm -hmm. and she talks about how Iris is Barry's happy ending, and he, he got it. But Caitlin, for some reason, can never get hers. Yep. And so I wonder if they are going to have a wedding this season before the finale. Is that the event that's going to tip Caitlin over the edge? Because she Ooh. did marry Ronnie. Yeah. Like the day that he died. That's true. That's true. He, she did. And we know he's coming back. We don't know in what way or shape or form. So if they have that wedding episode and she's seeing Ronnie, because, hey, you know what? I would would run from Zolomon if I ever saw him. I would not run from Robbie Amell. So so I just, I think, I, I... that's what, in my mind, I have a feeling that that's a potential setup for a way to reignite those emotions and try to push her a bit over the edge. Hmm. You're, that's, that's shades of Snowberry there. You know, okay, I, I've never really shipped them I until know. the Killer of Frost episode. <laughs> <laughs> about it that I kind of like it's just because Barry and Iris at the same time the first time I ever really liked Barry and Iris was in the first episode this season because I felt like during the flashpoint I was just like they didn't grow up together yeah oh now I actually buy it yeah yeah (laughs) so I mean I know it's gonna be Wes Allen and I'm not I'm not really throwing snowberry i just i like that dynamic when it's killer frost and the flash going at it there's something about it that's so interesting to me there yes i mean there there is obvious uh, sexual tension there there i mean there's no there's no denying it um and yeah i I mean your your theory is 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 definitely uh one thing that could that could tip her over um I, i I think if anything, it's going to be Caitlin sacrificing herself actually to save ours. Oh, again. I think, I think in this moment, I mean, it's just, I mean, she's already, you know, she's, she has used her powers earlier with, uh, you know, in in the Untouchable episode where to, fight off the infection. Mm-hmm. I think something's going to happen. You know, think, I think you are right that Barry and Iris probably will get married before the season ends. Right. And, well, and, you I don't know, know if they will get married or if their wedding day ends up just tragic. And it kind of puts a halt on that. Because, I mean, season three, well, that's a bit soon. Yeah, it is soon, but, um, I mean, Flashpoint, I think, kind of tipped the scales to, to accelerate that, and, um, I think, you know, it's, it was, they had to, they had to finally get Barry and Iris together, because, uh, you know, we all, as, as viewers, could not take another season of Barry, you know, with the puppy dog eyes around Iris all the time and just feeling all, you know, unrequited love. They had to get together. No, I agree. So I think they will, I think they will either, I think you're right. There, there probably will be a wedding day and something tragic will happen. And that could be one of, one of Savitar's, one of his three prophecies. I want to go back to your point about the self-sacrifice because I think that's a good one and I hadn't considered that until you mentioned it and then I'm like aligns with everything we've seen so far this second half of the season 
And then especially in the first episode, so Attack on Gorilla City, they even talk about self-sacrifice. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Salvatar has them all locked up in cages, and yeah. Cisco contemplates, well, if you kill me, you will human. When did the Flash get this morbid, and why? Yeah. That, I, I had that feeling, too, when I was, yeah, I was like, ooh. I mean, you know, I thought we had gotten rid of, of Grumpy Cat Cisco, and now right. we, we got we have Grim Cisco back, and I don't I don't like Grim Cisco, but but it was I, I but it was nice the way again it just showed the inner dynamic of of Team Flash and how the the sum really is the part you know they all do play off each other very well and very effectively and very. You know, who can be very dense sometimes. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, it has kind of been pushed to to the sidelines quite a bit. He was right. stepping up again, being a leader, and you know, figured out. Yes, Kate, you know, Caitlin. No, you're not going to kill Cisco. Cisco, Caitlin's not going to kill you. But I have come up with a plan to get us out of this cage. And it does involve Caitlin using At, her powers. It does. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, because uh, that's what we're, that's what we're going to that's what's going to have to happen this year. Because yeah. she's going to become full out Killer Frost, and I and I and I, I know there was a little drop in the line there with uh, Harry telling Cisco. It's like, yep, I knew with the mirrors that they you know their little gadget they came up with. Yeah, wasn't great the line. one. Yeah, uh, and you know so all. Interwoven throughout this whole season, there's been Caitlyn sacrificing herself, slowly sacrificing pieces of herself on this march to Killer Frost. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's an interesting dynamic. And the one thing, though, I didn't really fully understand, and I don't know if I, I do even watching the episode a second time, is, so... Barry's basically blue-faced. Yeah. He's just blue in the face. Mm-hmm. And um, and so was it Grodd or was it it was Grodd who came in? Yeah. And then they explained to them him the situation. And then for whatever reason, he just opens the cage, drags Barry out, and then just leaves him there yeah. and walks away. Yeah, that 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 was definitely like, huh? I... <laughs> Purpose? Purpose? Yeah, it's like okay, he's dead. I mean, what? Why? Why do you? Why does this this broad care that his corpse corpse is going to be like like you know needs to be pulled out of the cage? I mean, you trying to be humanitarian or something? I don't know. I don't know either. It it was a very bizarre thing that ultimately helped lead led them to make their escape and right. set up for the next episode and everything. It's still kind of it was a bit too convenient by yeah. that point. Yeah, that, that was one of the I guess one of the for me the the weakest one of the weakest points of the episode is kind of like uh, okay, right, uh, right, yeah. but. But I mean, in terms of I mean, it would have been that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be better if, if they're gonna if Caitlyn was gonna be able to use her power, she should have like frozen the lock, so then they very could have faced through it or something like that. Why weren't you there? Yeah. <laughs> Why? They need you. Clearly, they need you because that is genius. <laughs> no, they immediately went for we're going to kill you, yeah. but not kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they felt it was more dramatic that way instead of like the obvious thing. Just, just freeze the, freeze the cage, so Barry can just phase right through it. I mean. What I particularly loved, though, was, <laughs> sorry, it kills me every time, was I just, I urge everyone to go back to that scene when Barry is trying to phase out and there's a pause and you just, you hear Jill, Julian like, come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <"Please laughs> stop. 
Like, it just takes me back to all of those um, made-for-TV movies where you think a character is going to die or there's a dog in trouble, and it's like, come on, buddy, come on. Come on, come on, you can do it. Right. It's funny. uh, Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because there are new scenes. The the, the old, the the disdain that Julianne used to have for Barry sort of resurfaced in those moments. Right. Um, during during that point too, and I was like, yeah, there, there's there's Julian being a dick again. <laughs> but he he at the end of it, they had that good, they they had a good exchange where Julian admitted that for the for the first time they've outsmarted the apes. Yeah. For the first time, <laughs> <laughs> Caesar will not be pleased. But <laughs> yeah. Um. However, what I did not realize, because there was a weak gap in watching the first episode and the second episode, is how that discussion they have about the self-sacrificing and how there has to be another way plays into the second episode and the discussion about, are you a hero if you Mm. kill those who threaten you or threaten those who you love? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a very interesting parallel for them to draw stretched over two ep- episodes that you know are going to like have the same themes. But, I mean, they took it to a whole nother level when they did that or drew that in the writer's room. Yeah, they did. And I, and I, I enjoyed that drawing that part of the story out and the, the philosophical questions. Because... Uh, uh, again, that's what I felt like it has been missing in, in the last few weeks of of of, of the Flash. Um, yeah. And you know, and, and as I said earlier, it, again, it really it really has some stakes involved here, and it's not. And, and, and instead of the the weak ways that was done after the midseason break. As far as you know, Iris's life being held in the balance. I mean, the stakes this in this episode is basically, you know, that that moral dilemma that Barry is is feeling, and you know, and, and of all people, you know, it was great to see Harry come back and, and mm-hmm. be that actually be Barry's conscience and say, "Look, Barry, don't kill, don't kill Grodd." Yeah, um, I I think I would have. What? What? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I I think I would have appreciated that a little bit more. I I feel like Tom Cavanaugh played that scene a little weird. Like mm-hmm. I almost felt like Grodd was still talking through him because I I don't know why his voice felt a little bit lower than normal, and and so it kind of took me out. And I also feel like they didn't give him that much to work with too. I felt like there could have been more. It felt a bit too on the nose for what Barry was struggle with. And I feel like in season one, we've seen this exchange between Wells and Barry before about when, when they find out who the green arrow is and they meet the green arrow and they're arrow and flash. Yay. Yeah. There is a lot of those episodes in season one where it's constantly, well, Oliver does it, so why can't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not Oliver. <laughs> You're not Oliver, exactly. <laughs> Which is the worst excuse ever when we're talking about humanity. Well, yeah. But the follow-up on your point, though, you know, Iris does make the very good, good point that, you know, yeah, Barry, you're not Oliver. But she also raises, you know, she makes the good point that even Oliver – Feels the, the the I guess the strain and the the consequence on his conscience of yep. of you know murdering all the people because you have failed the city. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know it's uh, it, well, I, I think I think I think Iris and 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 Harry combined. And maybe I just really liked it like, from the point that you just made, and that you know that that inner dynamic, that dynamic that Barry and Thawne slash Wells 
had the mm-hmm. first season mm-hmm. uh, was 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 getting played out here through Harry, and and you know I guess Harry's voice, you know, Cap, you know Tom Cavanaugh always it didn't really throw me that much because I know when he speaks that when he's playing Harry, he always has this weird kind of raspy, deeper voice. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen him in a while. So yeah, yeah. So it, it wasn't yeah. So it wasn't as disjointed or it wasn't just disconcerting to hear it again, uh, given he's been back for a couple episodes. Versus uh, you know, Sunny Happy Friends Day HR. Right. Yeah, I I guess I also because I'm I'm a little bit more obsessed with Arrow than I am with the Flash and and I know I know the Flash is a better show. Please, I don't want to have this. <laughs> I'm like talking to you, but I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> it's a very hard place to be in. Um, and so when I see comments made between Barry and Iris or Barry and Harry about how. There's got to be another way. <laughs> My mind is immediately goes to season two of Arrow. Mm-hmm. There's that that exchange was played out with Oliver and Felicity, Oliver and Daigle multiple times. That's what that entire season is about. There, find another way. And so I was just waiting for Iris to be like, "You got to become someone else. You got to become something else, Barry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for that. That's not gonna like, happen. Yeah, I'm like, well, they're preparing for a Supergirl crossover, so are they just kind of paying homage there? It just felt very, <laughs> I've seen this before somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in that writer's room. I, all in all, I, I still, I think I appreciate it more having watched both episodes back to back a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. and seeing that parallel. And I'm like, okay, I understand it. It is still unique. It's still fresh. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. So let's jump. Let's stay with the West family and yes. their romantic entanglements. Yes. Wally and Jesse. Hey, yes. Wally and Jesse. Are they moving in together? What's going on? Uh, I, I assume Papa Joe will be happy, okay with that. Uh, I don't know if Wally's going to be okay with that. Did you see his face? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did notice it last night, but when I was rewatching the episode this evening, I was like, oh, yeah, Wally had that, that. It's like, ooh, reality. I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought this angle through. <laughs> oh, roommate. Hmm. Living girlfriend. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not gonna just stay the night on Earth two Dude. and hot yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. So I I was I'm on board with these two. Yeah. I, however. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, however. I don't know why Jesse was so ambivalent or hesitant during the first episode. Like, there was this, just this wall she decided she needed to put up in that moment, and it was maybe for dramatic tension, I'm I'm pretty sure it was, but yeah. something about that just caught me off guard. So, do you understand why she was so distant? Um, I, I, when I rewatched the episode last night, I had the same feelings the first time I watched it. The second time okay. I watched it, I think one of the things I think I, I noticed when they both went out as Jesse and, and Kid Flash, mm-hmm. um, when Wally was, you know, in Kid Flash mode and cocky and enjoying what he was doing and stuff, I know Jesse said she thought that. You know, Wally was, you know, interested in her because of her speed. But I think when she saw how Wally was enjoying being Kid Flash so much and everything, I think part of what she was feeling and why she put the wall up was I think she was like, oh, I, you know, whereas before I kind of, I was the only speedster in this relationship. Right. Now he is one as well. He seems to be. Uh, enjoying it and and can do some things that I can't do or or 
you know, I think it, it, you know, she was still used to seeing Wally as the Wally, you know, no speed, just, you know, earnest, <laughs> earnest kid, er, earnest Wally who, you know, who was, you know, there mm-hmm. and trying to do his part. But now he's like, oh, he's an equal. And, it, <sighs> and I think it kind of threw her for a loop. She wasn't expecting that. Hashtag no speed Wally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But also, but, but I think Wally was also, you you know, he's at fault too, because he got so wrapped up in being kid flash that, you know, he didn't, like Iris said, he didn't lock it down. I mean, his Facebook (laughs) profile still said single. So, so, so Jesse, Jesse was like she was. I think she was genuinely hurt. I don't. I I actually kind of. I don't blame Molly for not having updated his Facebook status. <laughs> they, she went home to another Earth. Like she yeah. didn't just go back across the street or in Barry and yeah. Iris's case, like go to their separate bedrooms because they grew <laughs> up in the same house. Yeah. Oh, she went back to another Earth, had no idea when she was going to come back. And she only came back because they she needed help saving her father. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily for him. Now, I'm glad you brought up that moment, though, with the when they went out together as speedsters, because my interpretation of her watching him was actually... I had this all figured out, and then the writers did not follow my points. Okay, I'm very disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for them, actually, to flash back to her experience on Earth, to being very different than Wally's. Mm. And her, even though she's a speedster, even though she's a hero, nobody wants her to be. Like, it's a Ah. disgrace that she is. And she doesn't get that fame, because we also have to remember that metahumans were treated a little bit differently over there than they were here. True. And especially considering her father on that earth created ah, the metahumans. That's right. Oh. But again, that's... the writers are not listening to me. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I, that's, a, that's a very good point uh, that, that I did not think, of, think about until you raised it. Uh, I mean, yeah, to, to be a meta on earth too, I mean, yeah, it's it's like uh, you know to bring in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's uh, it's like uh, Captain America. You know, it's like Civil War or yeah, or yeah, or Ultron, where we gotta we gotta watch these metas. Meta, meta, meta. Yeah, it's just. I, I mean, I kind of if if these two are really end game or going to make it for the season, I kind of hope that eventually we see Wally on Earth too. I was thinking the same thing. I, I yeah. Think, yeah. Cause for a couple of reasons, uh, one, I mean, it, this Barry's the star of the show. I mean, and we're getting, and to me, it's getting very crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hence why Julian had to leave for an episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think you know, for I think for Barry to reach his fullest potential as a speedster, he can't have two other speedsters along. I think you know, I think it's sort of like when Jay, it, like how the Earth Three Jay Garrick shows up, you know, every now and then just to help out or, or whatever. I think uh, ultimately, I think uh, I think you're right, Jesse and and, and Wally have to go to Earth Two. And then we'll we'll see them every, you know, every six episodes or so. Yep. So does Jesse know how Wally got his powers? You know, it wasn't clear, was it? No, I don't think they used this episode to explain that. Maybe because of how they ended the episode. Mm, Maybe. (laughs) And Savitar's return. Yes, yes. (laughs) Which... I like how he just appears in the middle of the street, and then next thing you know, he comes running for Wally. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> it was just, very weird. It was it was a great moment. I have to admit, I I I I, you know, definitely was like, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, pretty random. Um, you know, just uh, it, it it was a nice I, just from the fun point. It was a, it was a nice little little touch of you know Wally instead of you know how Barry used to run out to get Big Belly or pizzas for Joe and Iris or whatever. It was you know nice to see that little Big Belly run for on on date night. But yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, just to see, you know, and I guess to see, you know, reading the promo for uh, episode fifteen, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, up until this point, the only species that have been able to see Savitar have been uh, Barry and, and Jay, and now Wally has, and Wally has too. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to like take the wind from your sails. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I guess is this a you know I guess it begs the question is this a speed force ghost or image or did he manage to get out of the box? Me, me, me. Pick me, pick me. Okay. Me. Okay. Okay. So, and I think it all goes back to how Wally got his powers. He got his powers from Savitar. Savitar is like Wally's father. I mean, Joe's his biological father, but Savitar is his speed force father. So they have a connection. Just like the same connection that Savitar had with Julian, I think there's going to be some, you're my puppet, you have to do what I say. Like, and and I've had a feeling that this wasn't going to happen ever since they, Wally got his powers, mm-hmm. but I, I applaud the writers. They did a good job of hiding it, making us forget about it until this moment. And we're like, oh yeah, yeah. Wally has a pretty important arc going on too. Yeah. And so it's going to be really interesting if after this entire season from starting out very resentful to getting his powers to finding love. How is he going to end up? This, like, where is he going to be? Well, to carry out another one of, you know, to carry this all the way through, if he is a conduit for Savitar. Nice word. Nice. Uh, he, and it, let's just say he ends the season without powers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, to be, that for Wally, that would be a fate worse than, worse than death. <laughs> I feel like Yeah, I was building to it. Yeah, I know it's obvious. I was walking to it. No, no. I feel like every time we talk though, you're like, okay, I'm gonna put this out there. I'm gonna it's gonna a, be your fate worse than death. It is. I, that's fine. I'm trying to figure out who somebody's gonna have you know, some, there's gonna be something. And I mean I, know. I mean but I mean that's Wally's you know, his whole as role in the show as far as it has been to become, you know, his, his whole goal in life is to be a speedster. Yeah. And, and he got it. And, and he then, got it. And he was, you know, he was resentful of every, you know, um, he was like an eager, eager puppy trying to like, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this. And now he's mm-hmm. got it. Um, but he didn't get it naturally. No, he did not. You always have to get it naturally. well i mean i i honestly i i'm curious to see how the next episode plays out now that savitar is back and it's going to be probably a more wally focused episode yeah well i mean i mean it could just be that you know maybe it was also for a loop in that uh you know with us thinking that he was trapped maybe you know, either he's is like a cut like Julian and Alchemy, or he's just basically been lying dormant in Wally. Now he's just going to start manifesting himself. Shame on us, Will. Shame on us. The answer has been right in front of us since this entire time. You even brought it up. Julian's not in this episode. Mm. <laughs> we have no idea where he went. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And Julian has a connection with Savitar. He does. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Why hadn't I thought of that? <laughs> Maybe Savitar promised him a cure for um, Caitlin. Maybe. 
I mean, he feels like he's a god, but he does. I don't know. So, you know, okay, we're let's let's get into Gypsy and Cisco. Yes. Best friends, or are they friends now? I. It's the, friendship day, after all. It is friendship day. <laughs> yes, happy friendship day. Happy friendship day, Sarah. Happy friendship day. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> the whole scene at the beginning of this just had to touch on it just for for like a few seconds. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh that just. Uh, when Harry and HR were in the in the speed lab and discussing the decorations, that was like I, that moment was like nerd Nirvana to seeing Harry just just, just tear down HR. <laughs> oh, it was great! It, <laughs> it was, was just so it great. Was oh, so good. Yeah, it was just so good, and just like it just really just just. One, admiring Tom Cavanaugh for how he just played these characters, but two, you know, taking it back in universe, uh, just showing how, you know, really drives home how the, you know, what the multiverse is all about. Right. And I think another point, it's like, it's not even that clearly he's portraying them as different characters with different just idiosyncrasies and the way they talk, the way they act and move, but also they, their interactions with the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesse says it herself. It's really interesting to see Jesse during the first episode, um, being afraid for her father and what's going to happen to him and have HR be the one to comfort her in a way that's so different from how her father does, but also is very paternal Mm -hmm. and she feels like she's given the strength that she needed in that moment or the advice she needed to hear. And then to see in the next episode, Harry come back and be like, you're moving to Earth 2? <laughs> or you're moving back to Earth Prime? Really? Really? Yeah. Well, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just pray I never become that father with my own daughter. It's just like, no, no. Just like, let her live. I have to be able to cut the strings. <laughs> well, I mean, she's moving to Earth 2, though. I feel yeah. like it's a bit harsh. <laughs> She's not well. I'm moving in with my boyfriend. No, I'm moving with, in with my boyfriend on a different earth. earth yeah, <laughs> and and she really is all he has. Yeah, that's true. It is true. So it it does try. I I am kind of confused that where Harry goes from here if Jesse's going to stay, and I really can't see these two characters like that link being cut. As, as smoothly as they want. I mean, why, if Jesse moves to Earth 1, why would Harry go back to Earth 2? Like, why? Well, remember, at least in the fast forward to the future, didn't we see a Wells, we're not sure which Wells, on mm-hmm. the roof there when they're in the park where Savitar's about to kill ours? That is a great point. I'm so glad you brought it up. I had never considered that it was maybe Harry and not HR. However, I will raise you the point that I was thinking about recently. What if this whole season about is about how HR saves the day? <laughs> like, like, really, I mean, that that truly is the only future change that we know for sure happens mm-hmm. at this point we know for sure that hr is going to appear on that building rooftop and he's going to have a gun and i just there there's so much about his character that is about redemption yeah and this need to not only redeem himself for his past sins but also to prove that he is that hero that he's always dreamt himself of becoming yes yeah so it's just, it's really because we know Barry's the hero, but why does he always have to save the day? Well, this, well, well, this week he actually didn't. The much Bollywood showdown between Flash and Rod actually was Flash was so Solovar and and and, and Rod. I mean, so the enemy of my enemy is yep. my friend. Yes, that's 
That's right. It was uh, ape on ape action. Action. <laughs> <laughs> it was action. 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 <laughs> so I'm sorry. I took us down a path. I knew we wanted to talk Cisco and, and Gypsy. Uh, no, it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, it's just really touching on this too, really, really short, quickly. Um, I don't know what the end game's going to be there. Um, I, 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 I do, I do. They have great chemistry. Not as great as Cisco did with with uh, Lisa Snart. Do you like Gypsy? 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 I have no idea. Gypsy as a character alone. Yes, I do actually. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I'm not getting the feels between her and Cisco. I like their exchanges. Yeah. But it almost feels like a brother sister thing. Oh. Hey, shades of Luke and Leia there. Hey, hey. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I just, I mean, the whole. I have these powers. You're just as good as me. Let me show. Like there, this whole ment- mentor protege. Ah, I don't uh, know. Yeah, uh, that's like that would be like Cisco and Caitlyn. I mean, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't. It. I don't think it's the brother sister kind of Bob. I don't get that Bob. Okay. Uh, well. um, it's more. I mean, she's truly. She's like you know. She's a bounty hunter, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Cisco, you know, at the very beginning of the episode, you know, he's talking to Caitlin about, you know, everybody's all happy, you know, Barry has Iris, Wally and Jesse are getting together. Um, you know, Cisco even caught the vibe like the rest of us, caught the, caught the feels like the rest of us with Caitlin and Julian, and you know, Caitlin had to clarify, no, no, no. Right. So yeah. and so, you know, so I think he he's feeling like, okay, where's where's the Cisco who gets some love? Um <laughs> But um I think Gypsy I think she I think she does have romantic feelings for Cisco, but just given the nature of what she does and the whole interdimensional uh, uh situation She's not as quick to move to another earth as some people. Exactly. Exactly. So I, Pun I very intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think they will eventually get together. I just think they you know, the writers are, are smartly not rushing rushing this that relationship. Yeah. I I almost feel like she's gonna be one of those these characters that they introduce and you think that she's a long-term character, only she finds herself on a different show, and they can't use her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's something about it where I'm like, I don't really know if this is forever, and I'm not gonna invest. I do like their dynamic though. Yeah. I will give them that. Maybe I am holding a bit of resentment though, because what I thought was the most interesting interesting thing about that is we saw a glimpse of accelerator man yes earth 19 flash and i can i cannot be the only person who when it happened you rewind and you speed up and then you pause right when he looks up at her and you start to like look into the tv and be like okay who is that yes yes so who do you, who do you think because at least at least in the in the comics it's Unknown, if I recall. Yeah, I, I don't. I was hoping that that would be Eobard. Well, not Eobard, but Eddie, Eddie yeah. Thong. Yeah, that would be the. Yeah, I think a lot of that would have been there. ideal for yeah. me. But I don't. Uh, that 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 profile didn't register. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling it's just a stunt man who they dressed up and he gets a cold part, but. If if Gypsy does continue to be a part of this, can we please see more Accelerator Man? Please, 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 I, please. I I have a feeling we'll be going to Earth Nineteen quite a bit in, in, yes. in the future. I I think we will. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. He you know he is essentially the Earth Nineteen Flash. Um, is it true that he's the fastest? Um, I think he. I'm not sure. 
I have to go, I have to I have to look into that. I know he is. I know he definitely has a connection to the Speed Force. I just don't know uh, how you know as far as as the speedster you know rankings. If he's if he is the, indeed the fastest. Interesting. Well, uh, it looks sounds like Will has to do his homework. I got to do my homework. <laughs> yep. But uh, I do know he is connected to the Speed Force. <laughs> Oh, man. So is that it? Um, I believe so. I believe so. I think the only thing that we might have not covered is the fact that Solivar technically defeats Grodd, mm-hmm. and then they make a deal that all the apes go back to Apes Gorilla City. Yep. And all except for one who has been turned over to Argus because yep. we know how good Argus is, is about keeping these things oh, yeah. from breaking out. Yeah. We'll see King shark and uh Grodd team up in season four. I <laughs> point set crossover. <laughs> hey, I think they, I think they have, you know, it's a four show crossover. You know, we'll have black, oh. we'll have black, we'll have the Legion of doom, we'll have black flash and, uh, you know, Reverse Flash and Grodd and Have you been watching Legends of Tomorrow? Um, I, I every now and then I I keep forgetting it's on Tuesday night, so I'm recording it. I've, I've got a backlog. I got it caught up. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really watched any episodes since the last time we watched. Yeah, I don't. I, I it's I I I almost have to remind myself. You Thawne is on it, so you should watch it. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much where I'm at at this point. Is I yeah, um, I mean it's it's um, I enjoy it when I watch it, but it's like oh yeah, that's right, it's part of the TV universe. Do you watch Supergirl? Uh, I do, I do again, but it's 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 like Legends. Uh, it's like it's part of the universe, and so I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch on my DVR that I just gotta get caught up on. So I have to say, Supergirl season two I've, is amazing. I, that's what I hear. I mean, I've, the episodes I have watched, I have enjoyed, but yeah. Um, but it's like Legends of Tomorrow. It's just oh, I gotta you know, I, I've I've gotta get caught up. Yeah. No, it's there's so much going on and. TV to watch that. It's funny how you find your favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I especially enjoy that time period when when it always happens. Like, pilot season occurs, yeah. and then all the shows come back, and before you know it, you're like, well, I used to watch this show, but apparently I don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved apparently, on. Apparently I... it's turned into one of those yeah. Saturday morning shows. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing though before we go, so we have to like talk about all the uh, speaking of the things that you you know episodes and TVs and stuff, uh, all the all the all the quotes from like Robin Hood and Jerry Maguire in Attack on Gorilla City. Rocky. Rocky, yes. <laughs> Rocky was quoted and yeah. like even homage to at one point, and I'm just. Wow. <laughs> I I love it. I love when they do stuff with that. And I especially like how the writers have very cleverly managed to take those little puns or Easter eggs or however you want to define them. And then even apply an extra layer of flashness when yep. Harry or HR will have a different interpretation or yes. think of a different thing. And it's just... I mean, everybody has seen The Godfather, mm-hmm. so we we know that's consistent across the board. Yep. Or do we? I don't know if HR has ever mentioned The Godfather. Uh, I don't think he's mentioned The Godfather, but uh, but I mean, but again, everybody has some constant. I mean, there's some I guess universal constants across the universe, whether it's Friends Day for Valentine's Day, uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. We yeah. know we know they celebrate Christmas on Earth too. Uh, yeah. So then, of course, the Godfather is in every universe. I think it, I, I have to go back and look. I think HR might have 
mention that too as well. Okay. Yeah, that's Early. something for somebody to tweet yeah. at us. Or, yeah, let and us find. know. Yes, let us yeah, know. Yeah, because I'm really curious. Curious. So is that it? I think we covered everything. At least when you have uh, any any more. So we discussed our theories as far as who Accelerator Man can be. Um, I think we've like tossed out a bunch of stuff for next week's episode. So yeah, just, just, at mean, this point, we'll just have to have to wait and see how it all plays out. We get to see the Savitar. we get to see Savitar again, the gold, the uh, the aluminum speedster. You know, I I think maybe that's really what bothered me with that cliffhanger is that after two episodes of Grodd and the beautiful CGI, yeah. we get shown Savitar. And yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> Why? It's like morning and night. Yes, yes. I just don't understand this. We had an ape, and now we get a robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? We get the fox. We get the fox sports robot. We do. We do. Yeah, and we're gonna. Savitar is gonna be essential for the next few episodes because. Yeah, yeah. But see, cool yeah, but see, yeah, but seeing I guess is still photographs from set. It looks like moving forward. It looks like they will have an actual a live person in a costume playing Savitar. So, Do we know who that living, breathing human being is? Uh, I, I, at this point, it looked like it was just a stunt player. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it would be like... I mean, it, yeah, I, you know, getting back to Eddie, I know we talked, we mentioned before, you know, I, I'm really thinking that Eddie, the Eddie Thawne scenes are just going to be Savitar messing with people's minds. Hmm. But another sacrifice that yes. haunts people. Yes. So I mean, it's 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 pretty interesting what happens with that little nugget of information that got released. Yeah. Because everybody, I mean, I I still remember the speculation when that episode aired. It was like, well. Is he actually dead? Because mm-hmm. he got swept up in the speed force. So yep. what's happening? And all of the conspiracies came out. And he he was a good part. And he's an and he's one of those characters who you you don't like for a little bit, and then you start to like him, and then he does something really amazing, like self sacrifice. Yep. That just catches you off guard and it makes you feel for him. And then for all that to be unresolved almost. So yeah. it's 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 pretty interesting. And Iris and him were engaged. They were. So if if Savitar wants to hurt people, bringing up the dead fiance after she recently got engaged, that'll do it. That'll that, rip the person up. That will do it. That definitely will. That definitely Guilty. will. Guilty. Well, we have a lot. They're gonna. I think they're gonna throw a lot at us at the for the balance of the season. And I, I think, hopefully, creatively, they have found their way after muddling along for the you know first little bit of uh, the second half of the third season. I yeah. mean, I, as I said, I think this week, the last two weeks have uh, have, have given me hope again that uh, we're, we're, we're in for a, a, a good, strong ride the rest of the way. That's good. Yeah. And if the Flash writers want to know what not to do, just go watch this week's episode of Arrow, and you'll find out who Prometheus is. Yes, yes. This is what you do not do. Dude, I know. I was like, <laughs> really? Really? I mean, you haven't even have, really? You haven't even had your, your Easter break yet. You know, I'm already... Re- Reveal you who know who it is? Yes. You know who? Okay. I watched, I, so, watched, I watched Arrow tonight. Yeah, I did. Spoil alert if you haven't watched Arrow, um, episode 15, fi- Fighting Fire with Fire. Don't listen to this. Yeah. Stop this show. Even though I haven't even watched the episode, if I'm being honest, I just, I look at Twitter sometimes. It's, uh, it's a horrible thing. You gotta, <laughs> yes, you have to mute, you have to mute the, the hashtag. 
Actually, no, it or, wasn't even Twitter. It was YouTube because what oh. I did was I saw they released the trailer for uh, the next episode. Uh, and me, usually they don't show anything. Mm-hmm. But the first thing they show is Adrian Chase is Prometheus. Yes. I was like, really? See, I was really getting into the arrow and then they go and do that. I was like, damn it. Really? The, they they claim the executive producers claim that everybody knew Adrian Chase was the vigilante, and so this was the only thing that they could think of that would is kind of logical, but isn't really. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, that could like catch you on surprise, I guess. Yeah, drag it out the least season episode twenty. <laughs> I. I feel like episode 15, they do a lot of these. I'm trying to think about all of the other seasons. I mean, Slade came back a little bit early in season two. By the mid-season finale, you knew he was in Starling City. Um, Who else? League of Assassins. Yeah. The episodes. Yeah, that's about the time when they were pretty heavy on the league. And they were always going back and forth from Nanda Part to Bat. Season four, Damien Dark. Okay, well, Damien, they they introduced right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... I think the Flash season two, episode 15, is when we got the first recognition that it was, at the time, Jay Garrick underneath the mask of Zoom. Right. But there's... So. Yeah, that's true, but it was... I don't know. It just seems that it was just play. It, it it just sort of unfolded in a more organic way with the Flash. Do you remember what happened organically after that? Uh yeah. Um, yeah. First it was Jay. Jay's Jay's Zoom. Yep. Zoom kills Jay. Jay. Zoom Jay is Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate this. I just I have a word like the word choice of organic I don't agree with. I I think it's a bit convoluted, but Yeah, okay. it, it was convoluted, yeah. Yeah. F- fair enough, fair, fair enough. It, it's But yeah. they and and they man, this really is a comparison between that arc in the Flash and this arc on Arrow because those really are pretty similar. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, anyway, <laughs> I have to watch the episode before I can give more thoughts on that. So, on that note, we'll tell people where they can find you. Yes, you can find me at on Twitter at will m polk p o l k. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please go and follow Scene and Nerd at Scene and Nerd. That's at Scene, S-C-E-N-E, capital N, Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and go and yell at Matt and be like, where are you, buddy? And you need encourage him to watch more TV like the rest of us. Exactly. Peer pressure, guys. Peer Send pressure. him gifts. Just yell at him. He gets it a lot from me already, so just harass him, please. And on that note, just keep watching Flash, and we'll see where where the season takes us. Good night. Good night.